0: I tell you what, I'm I'm excited. I believe God's got some wonderful things that are taking place in the body of Christ, and uh, this morning I want you to know that God loves you. My good friend Jim Baker says God loves you; He really does. Amen. The other day, Pat Jim's pastor called me. Joe Campbell told me to we can bring this down a little bit. The lapel. He told me that uh, Jim was having some challenges and that he had been in the hospital for a few days. So uh, I have both him and Lori's number. So I text him and, uh, and I said, hey, guys, Gail and I are praying for you. And uh, she texts back and said, well, thank you so much. We love you guys dearly. So, uh, but I'll never forget those words. Even back before he came to Branson, when he was in Charlotte, North Carolina, I was a guest on that program, the PTL. And then they had the barn services where they had these meetings. And I was also a guest there. And, and I know uh, how God is using them in this hour where so many people are so confused to what is actually going on in the world. So they are, we are in very strong times of chaos. I was looking up the word chaos. So the word Chaos, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about standing strong in the midst of chaos. And the word chaos means unpredictable behavior. Say it with me, unpredictable behavior. That's what the word chaos means. It means complete disorder. How many of you know that there's a lot of disorder in America? Oh, I'll tell you what, the disorder is totally out of literally control, it's at the top. Unpredictable, complete disorder, and confusion. Everybody say confusion. And we all know that God did not give us a spirit of fear or even he's not the author of confusion. He's the author of good things. When you look at what's happening in the borders, I want you to look at something that I, that I discovered about the borders and fentanyl, what's happening with fentanyl in the borders. Fentanyl is killing And destroying America. Portland declared a state of emergency last week over the rampant fentanyl use in America. It's killing America. That's called chaos. You say, well, why did that happen? Because Portland, Oregon was one of the first states to defund the police. And when you defund the police and you handcuff the police and they cannot do anything. Look at this next slide here. 452 million lethal doses of fentanyl has come into the United States of America since the current president has been in office three years. I said, I'm not, this is not, 452 million pills. And something that I did not put up there, but I'll tell you, it's more scary than that. The fentanyl that starts in China and moves on into Mexico, and then from Mexico, it goes on into Arizona and every state in the United States. And now, as a result of the mass production of fentanyl from China, they are making it so easy for your children my children, my grandkids, that is very offensive to me, that you cannot, they are now selling fentanyl in the United States of America. Are you ready for this? 25 cents a pill. And that is a very lethal dose if you don't cut it up. A lethal dose of fentanyl. Do you imagine getting a phone call that Your child was out on a Halloween night and they gave him candy and that candy was laced with fentanyl. Unpredictable behavior, complete disorder, confusion. My friends, I want you to listen to me very closely. I'm praying that I can get through with this in the next 32 minutes. It appears we live in an age of hopelessness right now. People are throwing up their hands and what am I going to do? But because we are living in an age of hopelessness, I encourage us today to renew our commitment to live our life according to his truth. Will you do that? I said, will you do that? We need to live our life according to his truth because it's only truth, the Bible says, that will set you free. We are nearer to the end time today than we have ever been before. It's not a time for us to start hunkering down and hide from these signs of the times that are plaguing our nation currently. Jesus said, when you see these things happening, when you see these things come to pass, he said, lift up your head because your redemption draweth nigh. So that ought to be a a good news to think that, that what's going on is a sign that We are about to escape this place. Say, we're 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 getting getting ready to leave. Say, we're getting ready to leave. Many today, my friend, are becoming numb to the horror of the violence that we see. We see six immigrants in New York City stomp on the head and beat up two New York City policemen. Out of the seven, or six or seven that were there, Only one is in custody. Only one is in custody. The others fled the New York City. They were arrested, but there was a no no bail policy. Would you think that's called chaos or what? I think it's chaos. It's confusion. It's unpredictable behavior from people that are not even part of this country to come in and beat up on United States citizens. I have no qualm or problem with people coming to the United States of America looking for the dream, but they need to do it right. And they need to do it legal. Even the strongest believer, by hearing what's going on in America, can be worn down by the constant onslaught of the evil that is surrounding our nation. We have watched and heard so much wickedness in activities that has transpired in our nation this year. We have become callous. The enemy has caused people to become vexed. You know what vexed means? A spell has come upon you. We have become vexed. Our conditions have become infected. Our generation is in fierce problems of what's happening. 2 Timothy 3 and 3, if we can just put that up there for just a moment. 2 Timothy 3 and 3 talks about perilous times. When I thought, when I saw this word, and you'll, we'll talk about this word down the road here, uh, probably at the end of February and the first of March, you'll, you'll hear this word. It says in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy. 3 and and verses 1 through 3, 2 Timothy. When When I first heard this word perilous times, I preached a message on the prodigal son who took a perilous journey and there was a man on the road on a perilous journey and the thief stripped him of everything he had and left him to die. And the Bible said the good Samaritan came by and delivered that man out of the perilous situation that he was in. I'm, Gail and I are going in about three weeks to Texas for a Monday and a Tuesday to celebrate and be a part of the program to speak over a young man that was on a perilous journey. What does the word perilous mean? The word perilous means dangerous. Say with me dangerous. The word perilous in the original Greek means another risky. Say risky. Say with me another word hurtful. The word perilous is people are hurtful, they're risky. Uh, Something is wounding them. Something is causing them to lash out and put something in their body that will make them feel better. But there's nothing that can make you feel better like having Jesus in your heart. And all the opiates and all the speed and all the methadone and all the vaping and all the dipping... If God wanted you to smoke, friend, he'd have put a chimney on top of your head. It's not going to help you. He said perilous times shall come. Everybody say perilous times shall come. And perilous times are coming. Prayer can help us live as overcomers. I said prayer can help us live as overcomers. Say I am an overcomer. Say, I am the head and not the tail. Say, I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. Here's the facts, my friend. The escalation of violence in entertainment is now so widespread that by the age of 18 years old, a child will have seen more than two. 100,000 acts of violence on television. And have witnessed 40,000, listen to me, simulated murders. Mom and dad, I want you to listen to me very closely, please. You better watch what your kids are watching. You better censor what they are watching on television. The average seventh grader watches more than four hours of television per day with more than 60% of the programs containing violence. This may not be a shouting hallelujah, let's dance in the aisles and rejoice, but this is very informative of what's going on in America. The same average seventh grader plays electronic games four hours per week with more than 50% of games under the category of violence. In most of the industrialized world, 90%, say with me, 90% of homes with children have more than one television set. Not to mention video game equipment, personal computers, high-tech cell phones with the capability of showing movies. That means that parents can watch television in one room while the children sit unsupervised in another room, being entertained and having stuff pumped into their ears, and and when it gets into your ears, it's getting in your spirit. And I know as parents, sometimes we, the older we get, we understand the importance of that more than the younger parents today because we know the damage that it creates. In my book, if you've not read my book, Destined for Hell, there's a picture of me sitting with a young man by the name of Sean Sellers. That name may not mean nothing to those that are watching and listening, because that was so long ago. Sean Sellers was a young boy from Oklahoma That got involved in drugs and crime and witchcraft and went out one day with a friend and went into a convenience store in Oklahoma City and shot a convenience uh, employee, killed him, and then went home. His father worked for the police department, took his father's revolver and went into his father and mother's bedroom because he heard voices telling him, everybody say chaos, unpredictable behavior, risky behavior. Sean Sellers was 18 years old and takes his father's revolver and walks into the bedroom And shoots both his mother and father while they are asleep. And then begins to take the blood from their body and begins to put it on his body and then goes in the shower to wash it off. He was arrested and became the youngest death row young man in prison. The senator for 22 years, Senator John Young, the late Senator John Young, who introduced me to a lot of people in the capital of Oklahoma, the governor at that time, I think, I believe that I went to visit was Governor Nye, who approved the visit for me to go because they didn't want no one to get close to Sean Sellers. They said it was even dangerous to visit him at McAllister Penitentiary. But I received an approval and if you go in your book, if you have one, if you don't have one, get one. You see a picture of me praying with Sean Sellers and you see him, a young innocent boy with handcuffs. They wouldn't even let him have his handcuffs off while he was talking to me, me and him in the room. Senator Young was sitting behind me. A guard was in the room. But I asked Sean Sellers a question that many wanted to ask. Even ABC tried to talk to him. NBC tried to Geraldo Rivera tried to get him to talk. And I looked at him and I said, Sean. And I had given him a copy. They let me give him a copy of, of my book. I said, Sean, why did you do what you did? He said, Mr. Torres, I heard voices in me telling me that if I draw blood from people, I get power. If I draw blood even from my own family, I draw power. I'll be powerful. That's why he did what he did. I don't say me shocked. I never knew that. Well, now you know it. Take it to the, take it for the man, the pastor that stands in front of you and tells you, I talked to the young man myself. He was totally deceived. We are living in perilous times. I say perilous times. Movies, entertainment, video games have created a thirst for violence. In fact, statistics now reveal the majority of children select fantasy violence as their favorite type of video games fantasy violence. Further studies tell us that we must stand strong in the midst of chaotic times, that the more frequent children practice fantasy acts of violence on video games, the more likely it becomes that they will carry out it, they will carry it out in real life. What do you mean by that? Everybody say they will reenact it. They'll reenact it. The Bible said, fierce despisers of those, in 2 Timothy 3 and 3. Fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Blasphemers, boasters, proud, disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. I know this is sobering, and I know you can almost hear a pin drop here, but I think you need to know that. And I think those of you that are watching need to call someone before this stream is over and tell them to look at it. The games are so similar to the programs used in real military training that one expert has stated we're not just teaching kids to kill for teaching them to like it. Advertising boldly tells children, let the slaughter begin. Commercials, let the slaughter begin. And then the thing about those games is they award points for each person slaughtered during the game. What are they doing? They are desensitizing the effects of these words and images in young minds. And then young minds go out and do what they do. Remember the recent one just a year ago? They just literally indicted the boy's mother because the boy wanted a gun and she bought him a gun. A junior high school boy. She bought him a gun because he wanted a gun in november before christmas gave him a gun a troubled boy that the teacher one day went in his desk and found pictures of of people dead on the floor and he painted blood where he had killed them and when they saw those pictures they reported it to the principal the teacher took it to the principal the principal got mom and dad on the telephone and brought them in to talk to them about it. And then they went and got the boy and brought him in with his parents and asked him what he did there for. He says, oh, I was just drawing those. Where do you think he got the idea to draw people with a gun that just killed them laying on the floor and then painted blood where they had been shot? And in the conference with the principal and the counselor and mom and dad and the boy they asked the boy do you have a gun no and then the principal of the school cautioned mom and dad we will give you free counseling take this young boy for counseling you know what mom she couldn't do it because she was having an extramarital affair with somebody needed to be with them and father was too busy. And they, and you know what the school did? They sent the boy back to his classroom. He had a bag, a, a, a backpack that they didn't even search. And his mother, the main evidence on his mother was that she texted the boy during class and told his, her son in the text, don't do it. Those are strong words. Don't do it. They have the text. That's the evidence. She was just indicted and could face 25 years in the penitentiary. The fathers in, will go to trial in a few weeks after they get through with the mom. And so before 3 o'clock that day, the boy went into the bathroom during one of his classes with his backpack, came back out, killed four of his student friends, and injured, put six in the hospital. Simulated. The world is going to train, desensitize our children to kill, and not only kill, but like killing. And let the slaughter begin. Those are the words. These are the words. Let the slaughter begin. Today's music is filled with violence. All we have to do is listen to a popular music or a small stroll down the aisle of a music store or a computer game store to have that truth confirmed the way they talk. The average teenager now listens to 10,500 hours of music during the years between 7th and 12th grade. Much of it which is violent related. Everybody say it's in the ears. Say it, it's in the ears. What's the Bible say? Faith cometh by and hearing by the word of God. You know those little songs that we sang in nursery school. Be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little ears what you hear. There's a father up above. Who's looking down in love, be careful little ears what you hear, be careful little eyes what you see. I know this sounds elementary to you, but I'm telling you folks, you're looking at a preacher that's very concerned with the direction of our nation. We have a president that was just given testimony for five and a half hours that the special counsel said they cannot prosecute him because he is an elderly, cognitive man that the jury would be sympathetic and not prosecute him, that he has bad memory. So he has bad memory, the man that the prosecutor just said. I'm not being political, I'm just telling you what they just reported in every channel on the network, that he has got bad memory. He he cannot be prosecuted because he's forgetful, and because, uh, so we cannot prosecute him, but he can still remain president of the United States and still carry a briefcase with the nuclear codes to start a war. That, to me, is very concerning. Very concerning. So it means to me, my friend, that violent words and acts are being routinely poured into the minds of teenagers under the guise of music, and this destructive influence is very difficult for parents to control and many of them have no idea what their children are listening to on the radio, on the CDs and internet. As a result of the widespread internet, youth are regularly exposed to violent words, violent music, violent images, violent uh, uh, pornography. And literally thousands of websites specifically dedicated to foster racial hate, bigotry, violence, and pornography on our younger generation. And recently the House of Representatives had Zirko, uh, what's his name from Facebook? Zuckerberg, they had him and his little clan. And they were just defending, defending, defending. And, and the, only, the only guy in media that's really standing up for something is Elon Musk. And they now hate him. They hate him because he knows what they're doing is wrong. And Zuckerberg made a big mistake when they asked him all that stuff. He says, oh, I know what's going on. And, and, and I know, and, and, and the governor from, from Missouri, what is his name? The governor from Missouri, who is a born-again believer, said, Mr. Zuckerberg, there are parents behind you, kids that have died as a result of all the violence and all the rhetoric on the the media that you will not censor, that you will not pull down. Do you want to turn around and apologize to them? Put them on the spot on live time. You know what he did? He got around and turned around. A lawyer, his lawyer probably was saying, you just messed it up, buddy. You blew it. But you know... Pastors, politicians, whoever we are, we have, to take a, we have to take a stand. I have a responsibility to warn you as parents, as grandparents, that there is a widespread evil that's in our nation that is destroying us. I said it is destroying us. And say with me, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus told us, and this goes into the people that are speaking into the lives of many today, Jesus told us in his words that he said, Many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ and deceive many. Nations, the Bible said, will rise up against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms. What do you see is going on in Ukraine? in Israel, Hamas, China, Taiwan, all of the stuff that's going on. Call it what you want to, but I call it chaos. Unpredictable behavior. And what did Jesus say about it? When you see these things come to pass, be strong, lift up your heads, because it's about to happen. I said this morning on my telecast, Transforming Grace, I said in that telecast, and I'm telling the devil right now, and I want him to hear me because I know he listens to me every time I preach. I'm telling you Satan, I'm telling you the cohorts of Satan, I'm talking to you the evil enemies of God, the evil enemies of Israel and the church, I'm telling you Satan right now, do not Pop your champagne bottle just yet or drop your confetti. It's not over. Jesus is about to come and split the eastern sky and take us out of here. We're going to have a Holy Ghost revival before this is all over. And God's going to give you and me the strength to stand strong in the midst of the chaos that we are in today. And we are in very chaotic times. I said we are in very chaotic chaotic times nation will rise against nation and you know what you say well people people just don't like don't like us anymore well let me tell you what he said (laughs) he said in the word you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake how many read that he said you will be hated you know you ought to you ought to sometimes just say devil I know you hate me But devil, I hate you more. (laughs) And if I run into you, I'm going to beat up on you some more time. I am just literally going to beat the stuffings out of you. Here's here's the concern that I have, and I'm almost finished. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake, and many, this is the the. This is the, the concern. Many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another because of the many false prophets will rise up and will be deceived. And the Bible says, iniquity, iniquity will abound and the love of many, say the love of many, will wax coal. They won't want to come to church. Church will not be a priority. A little bit of rain will keep them away from the house of God. It's a little bit of rain, just just a little bit. You know what I think about that when I think, I think Christians are like, 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 like that hair, like that hair cream, bro cream, a little dab will do you. Just a little dab of drops will say, I'm staying home. I wonder how many people will get up tomorrow morning if it's raining and go to work. I wonder how many will get up and go to work. They will. I promise you they will. Because there is recompense when you go to work. You get money to do what you want to do. Say this with me. You're looking a little serious. Say, I love Brother Taurus. He who endures, the Bible said to the end, shall be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached all over the world as a testimony to all nations. And then he said, when that happens, he said, then you'll see that the end will come. I am concerned that the escalation of this evil and this violence in our nation is taking place today. I'm concerned that in every place and in every way, we are living in times where there's turmoil, where there is he- evil. And I don't know about you, but I'm saying, God, prepare me for the battle. Everybody say, prepare me prepare for me. the battle. I am. Let's take, a, let's take the time for a good conversation. Say, I am. Who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. Say, I can be what God says I can be. I can say what God says I can say. God says, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. God says, no weapon weapon formed against me me shall prosper. prosper. My children children will grow up up. to be children of God. God. My daughters daughters will be beautiful girls who will serve God and my sons sons shall prophesy prophesy and have have visions and have dreams dreams. and be bold bold as lions. Say amen if you believe that. Amen. Say I'm the, head I'm the head, and not the tail. The you know what that means? You're the headlights and not the rear. You know I'm, I'm, not rear I'm not a rear end. You know what that? You know what I mean, don't you? That's not cussing. That's just telling you the truth. Amen. <laughs> Say I'm the head. head. Say, I'm the headlight, I'm the head. and I'm not the rear lights. Amen. I'm blessed going in. And I'm blessed going out. And no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. I live to breathe the breath of God. Stand with me for just a moment, please. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. If you have watched this stream today and you're still with us, I want you to know that standing strong in the midst of chaos is what we're going to be talking about probably the end of February through the 1st of May. It's going to be survival, say with me survival. And survival all depends on whether you get up every morning and you arm yourself with the weapons of God. God arms you. God gives you what you and I need to be what you and I need to be for him. Amen. We wrote a, we we sang a song that Paul Morfaletto recorded Born to Praise. It's in an album. It's in an album. Yeah, those things are no longer written <laughs> a record. I live because I'm born to praise the God of Abraham. The word in me is alive. He lives, he reigns. I'm born to praise the God of Abraham. If you're watching me right now and you got alarmed about some of the stats that I gave you concerning what's going on with the violence, with the images, you know Paul the Apostle talked about this in the book of Ephesians back in the days when he wrote. We wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities spiritual wickedness in high places. Yeah. I will say that, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say that. It's close your ears to the words of doubt and fear that has filled our streets, that has filled our minds, that has filled our schools, that has filled our cities, that has filled the nation with the fact that nobody can do anything because you're weak and you've been destabilized. The Lord said because you've been destabilized does not mean you've been demobilized. The Lord said to tell you That the better days of your life are still in front of you and they're not behind you. That a greater anointing is coming to those of you that are here in this auditorium and a greater anointing for those of you that are watching. And that the job description that you took, the new job that you took, the new position you took, and the next place you'll go from your job now to another location If you will stay focused and stand strong in the midst of the chaos, you will survive whatever comes your way. Say the Lord of glory. And say this with me. Say, Lord, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Give the Lord a shout. Come on. You're watching me and you need to make peace with God. Say this with me right where you are. Say, Lord, say it with me. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me, Lord, from all unrighteousness. Write my name in your book of life. And Father, I confess with my mouth today, and I believe in my heart, that you have raised Jesus from the dead, God. And because of that, I accept you as my Savior. If you prayed that prayer, send me a little message. We love you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name, I want to thank you, our stream audience, social media, on love you. You hang in there. And if you're watching us and you're signed up to be here Wednesday, get here. Get here. Starts Doors open at 6.30. <laughs> We will have, we have food enough for 100 people, and we understand 90-something people have signed up. We look forward to seeing you, and God bless you. Go with God, and as you go with God, I know that he will go with you. Amen? Praise God. God bless you, social media audience. and those.